Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. Hello and welcome back to Being Miraculous, a podcast by Shweta Shivram. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, Being Miraculous is a podcast to inspire and live life to its fullest through my journey of self-discovery. Miraculous is a derivative of the Greek word meraki, which means to do an act with complete willingness, undivided attention and wholehearted devotion. Being Miraculous is a conversation on life in all its glory with its highs and lows. It is a reminder of how we are not alone in this journey and on the simple things we can do to make this life a memorable and a beautiful experience. Today, I want to talk about the secret of happiness. I've usually found the term happiness as a vague, abstract concept, but felt like opening up my thoughts about happiness today. Happiness is defined as a state of being happy. It's an ideal that everyone wants to live by. But what construes as happy is subjective and could vary from person to person. Who doesn't want to be happy after all? The challenge comes from its fuzzy definitions and endless interpretations. Irrespective, happiness is the buzzword today, isn't it? Everyone is in search of it. A Google search for happiness, just the word happiness, shows 1.06 billion results that is 1.06 billion amazon shows 60000 results when you search for happiness under self help books happiness today is big business books life coaches mystics yoga gurus all the way down to soaps creams perfumes are sold on the pretext of making us happy everyone around us including ourselves is in pursuit of happiness so i went and did some research to identify where exactly this obsession of happiness began i had to do quite a lot of research and digging up as google ended up ranking every how to be happy resource right on top but bear with me as i take you through this journey happiness as a concept dates back all the way to aristotle who seems to have done quite a bit of research on this His theory is that to understand happiness for humans we need to understand the essence of humans. He came to the conclusion that our unique capacity to reason is the ultimate essence. So our supreme good or happiness is a life that enables us to use and develop our reason. He defines happiness not as a state but as an activity or a virtue to live by. and like any virtue or goodness this too could be profound and enduring but over the 17th and the 18th century happiness was soon used as a metric to identify individuals and society's well-being with thomas jefferson's declaration of independence happiness was declared as an individual's right and slowly what aristotle professed as being good loosely became translated to feeling good in our generations 
what Aristotle defined as a philosophy of becoming happy as a consequence of living virtuously is now being sought as a commodity in itself. As natural disasters plague the world lesser and lesser, humanity in general worried less about surviving or suffering in the world, and happiness seemed like the next good thing to pursue. And gradually the transformation happened, not in a day or two, but over centuries. McMahon associates the rising concern and preoccupation with happiness to be two main factors. One, declining religious belief and two, economic prosperity. But the challenge is that it did not end there. It was not just the preoccupation or the obsession with happiness. We went one step further to dehumanize not feeling happy. Sadness was somehow rebranded as an emotion a civilized human being in the 80s or 90s cannot have. Don't worry, be happy. Not only did we have to be happy all the time, feeling sad soon became non-acceptable. It soon became a competition between pleasure versus pain. The more pleasure you experience, the more happy you are. McMahon continues to say, to really be concerned about your happiness is a total luxury. It only happens when everything else is taken care of. To care about happiness in a really sustained, neurotic way is on one level a sign of prosperity. As second or third generation educated individuals, we have pretty much had life served on a platter for us, so happiness has become a principal focus of everything we seek. The pursuit of happiness, they say, as if it's something external, like it's something we must conquer. And of course, it is an emotion marketers and capitalists, booming, no war thriving economies have leveraged to their best advantage. Every materialistic ad was spun around achieving happiness and the fear of not achieving it. I read a quote somewhere about the TV show Mad Men saying, advertising is based on one thing, happiness. And you know what happiness is? Happiness is the smell of a new car. It is freedom from fear. It's a billboard on the side of the road that screams reassurance that whatever you're doing is okay. You are okay. The instances of advertising playing on this emotion are endless. Our brains process fear much stronger, so we believe when we're told that we can only be happy if something is achieved or if something is possessed and we end up pursuing it because our brains are convinced we shall perish otherwise. We've always been told some part of this tale from birth that getting to some metaphorical place or the ability to do something will make us happy. The tale could differ on the actual destinations anticipated depending on our family backgrounds, but the pursuit remained constant. The dream could be to land the best education, take over the family business, run a successful multinational corporate or save thousands of lives as a surgeon. However, it was never just this macro dream we were asked to pursue. No, we were given sprints as pursuits. It was always a one, two, three year aspiration that we will get somewhere tail. It was believable. It seemed realistic. And you could almost visualize getting there. We chase grades, degrees, jobs, relationships and promotions. And then, once we've achieved them all, we spend our time driving the same fear in our children to chase them all over again. But what really happens when we get to that destination? 
sometimes a few hours of celebrations, but more often than not, it wanes. It's almost always fleeting. By the time you realize you're happy and you're all ready to grab it, it vanishes into thin air. Another journey begins, another chase, and the thrill on winning the previous conquest is gone again. We keep at it. Any time now. Any time now, happiness should appear. And so on we go. The list is endless and beyond a point, aimless. We jump from one milestone to another mindlessly, hoping this is it. This is gonna be it. This is really gonna be it. But is it ever? What really is an end goal to our life? Gradually, we start seeing that there is no end goal to this race. The happiness is fleeting at best and lasts for shorter spans of time as we cross more and more milestones. We begin to question everything around us, our existence, our purpose in this society, the meaning of it all. Diplomatically coined the midlife crisis, but with the internet, midlife is no longer something you expect to hit in your 30s or 40s. No. With every generation, we realize it hits sooner. The more exposed our family is to this evolution, the sooner we all get there. When we associate happiness with a destination, we are only going to crave for more. Human beings by nature are ambitious, which is how we've managed to evolve and dominate to such an extent on this planet. So if we aim for a destination and manage to get there over a period of time, it will never be enough. Because by the time we've gotten there, we already want something more. Just this will not be enough to satiate that. Today, with social media, the problem is amplified, multifold. Not only are we constantly seeking happiness, we live under the constant pressure of pretending we're happy all the time. Imagine that we first glorified feeling good as a way of life. We went on to dehumanize sadness and then now we're forced to pretend we feel good whether or not we do. No wonder mental health is talked about so much. It is after all the chaos we have created with all our might. So then you might ask, what then is the secret of happiness truly? Like all ancient secrets, the secret is that there is no secret. There is no shortcut to conquering happiness. The secret to living a life of enduring happiness goes back to where it all started and originated with Aristotle's research. It begins with living a life filled with, I don't want to say purpose because it's misused in our generation. So let's say reason, a reason that you find justifying enough to lead a life. It is the pursuit of that reason that makes your life worth living. There is no bed of roses hidden in this path. Like everything in nature, there are periods of blooming and waning. So moments of weakness, sadness are but natural in your life. Accept them, embrace them, just as you embrace happiness. For there are life lessons here too. And keep going. The inherent strength in your reason will keep you grounded. To pursue them beyond all struggles and alas, in the life of being good, there is everlasting happiness. So if you're constantly on the lookout for happiness, you know my standard mantra for all of life's woes. Pause, reflect, 
and identify where the unhappiness is stemming from. More materialistic possessions or today's adrenaline junkie or experiential pursuits will not help instill happiness. It needs to come from within. Happiness, as they say, is a state of mind and it starts with you. As you start this week and a brand new month of 2020, retrospect on that reason which drives you. If you cannot right away pursue that reason, find a balance between the things you need to do and the things you love to do. And in it lies the secret of living a good life. As always, if you like what you listen to, do like, follow, share and subscribe in whichever medium or app you use to tune into these podcasts. If you are inspired to live a fuller life, join the community on Instagram at Being Miraculous to share, learn, follow and inspire each other in living a good life. Thank you for tuning in. This is Shweta Shivraman signing out, hoping you have a fabulous week ahead. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट